Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. I am Q the Boss. I will be by myself today. Today we're talking about something significant, man. I think this is a personal conversation for me. So my followers and my listeners and my supporters, I want you guys to really engage with me today. You know, this is me seeking advice as a father too. So I want to learn things from you guys today. And I'm going to give my opinion. But today we're talking about parenting in 2022. Is it an easy job or do you theme it to be harder? You know, I'm going to give my, my, my uh, opinion, but I want to see what you guys think. Do you think parenting in 2022 is easier or do you think parenting in 2022 is a lot harder? You know, for me, and this is my reality. Before I get into that, let me go into my week. My book officially is out on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, every major platform. It's called The Art of Reprogramming a Mindset. You know, The Art of Reprogramming a Mindset is officially out. For those who want to know, screenshot it right now. This is my book. It's officially out. The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, any major platform there is. But today, I want you guys to engage with me. I'm going to be listening to my listeners a lot. We're definitely going to have a lot of Q&A and interactions today. You know, do you think parenting in 2022 is easier or do you think it's a lot harder? And this is me asking you guys, do you think it's easier or do you think it's harder? You know, for me, you know, I have, I have I'm, I'm dealing with uh, parenting now. And the, and the crazy thing about it, it is a lot harder. And when you look at it, it's sad. And I'm going to tell you why it's sad for me. If you're too strong to the child, you be, they look at you as a tyrant. You know, and, and when you're too lax, they take advantage. So it's like having a common medium is everything. But for me, I'm a very disciplined person. So... Even with parenting my son, right? And I look at my son, I want him to be my successor. He doesn't have to be in my field, but I definitely want him to take the things that I've built and to build it on bigger or to at least preserve it. You know, so my whole, guy, my whole goal is to give him a legacy. You know, and, and this is the issue. Like when you talk to these children nowadays, they take things so wrong. You know, they don't understand, nor do they try to understand. I'm going to go into one of my stories. I want to know if anybody in my life is dealing with this. So my son just started dating, you know, and um, the sad part about him dating is his whole life has taken a 360 for the worse. And I'm not going to tell his business too deep, but I'm going to just give a little details. He doesn't want to really work anymore. He doesn't go to the gym anymore. He lacks motivation. And I've noticed the girl that he selected, he's comfortable with her because of the fact that she doesn't challenge him. So for him, he looks at it like I'm doing well because of the fact that he's able to basically um, get away with murder. She doesn't tell him to do anything. When my son was around me all the time, I had him in the gym every day. I had my son working out all the time. I had him doing really well. You know? You know, so... But now I'm looking back, I'm like, man, 
you don't really want to do anything. And then every time I talk, every time I talk to him, rather, it becomes like argumentative. It becomes combative. It becomes like a lot of um, you don't want to hear anything. And I started seeing it, and I'm like, man, what am I to do? Do I a not say anything to you and just watch you become a shell of a man, or do I b tell you because I want you to become a great man? So it's like in my mind, I'm like, how do I help my son understand that what he's doing is not being a man? I'll give you some scenarios. He works very, very, very minimal. He doesn't really want to work. And he's almost 20 years old. You know, I'm a very young father, right? So he barely wants to work. Not only do he barely want to work, he hangs out with a girl all day, every day. The girl parents pays all her bills. So like her car insurance, a car note, her gas, they pay for everything. So in his mind, he doesn't have anything to worry about because he's able to live over there for free. So, I mean, not live over there, but enjoy the freeness of it. So in his mind, he's able to think that, or he, at least I like to believe that he thinks that he's doing well because she lets him drive his car. She lets him um, pretty much do everything. He doesn't have to do anything. So I've noticed that it's become a routine. So I said nothing for a while and I try to let him figure it out because again, this is his first real relationship. It's his first relationship. So I said, let me let him figure it out. But the more I started noticing, I allowed him to figure it out. The worse the decisions. I started seeing it more and more and more and more to the point where I started getting frustrated. And I'm going to tell you, my frustration, my frustration started saying things like, yo, man, are you going to get up and go to work? Oh, yo, bro, what are you doing? Like, do you really want a car? Do you, do you want you know, to do certain things with your life. And he would say nothing, but then he would talk back to her about me as if I was the problem. You don't take out garbage. You barely want to wash your clothes. You barely want to do anything. And I'm such a motivated person that it's frustrating to me as a father because I'm watching it, knowing that he's going to be the man I don't like to the, the woman he chooses, you know, to my grandchildren. He's not going to be that good. And I started saying to myself, like, look, should I leave him alone? Should I tell him the truth? Should I not tell him the truth? Should I say something to him? Because if I do say something to him, he's going to take it wrong. And I started seeing that. Am I, am I wrong that this new generation of children are very uh, uh, sensitive? Even when they know they're wrong, they still want you to feel sorry for them? Am I, am I the only one that thinks that? You know, I, I want to know what y'all think. Uh, am I the only one I see that these children are more like, even if they do something wrong, they want you to feel sorry for them. You know, and, and I've noticed that so much. I'm going through this now. A lot of people, look, people on the live say they're going through this now. He needs you to tell him the truth. I agree. No, you're not. The only one with things that I have, twins, and they are opposite as night and day. Narcissistic behavior it's like a trend now. I agree, you know, and, and I'm starting to see it so much to the point where he, he tries to guilt me into not saying anything to him because, and again, I'm a, I'm a father, a single father who raised him by myself. So it's not easy because I'm not that great of a nurturer, but I'm a good provider. But I try to learn the skill, but I'm like, I'm not really good at nurturing, but I'm more good at providing. So, and I, I'm like, I don't know that skill. And I'm trying to like, like basically navigate with this child 
But I'm seeing like, yo, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy because I'm like, all you care about, and, and I'm going to go even further, right? You have to explain why you are concerned. You want to, listen, I've done that a hundred times. I'm going to be honest with you. I've sat him down and explained everything. Someone said I have to sit him down and practically explain to him what the issue is and how I feel. And he doesn't want to hear it. And I've learned that no matter what, in most cases in this generation, they want to hear what they want to hear, but from, they want to hear what they want to hear from your mouth. So if you try to tell them, listen, I feel like in this generation, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, in this generation, most young people want to say what they want to say, but they want you to say what they want you to say from your mouth, meaning they want you to basically agree with everything they say. And the moment you don't agree with them, you become the problem. And I've noticed that uh, when you tell him or you tell this generation anything pertaining towards bettering themselves, they take everything the wrong way. They're always defensive. And I'm, I'm not that defensive. You know, I can be told about myself. I understand he lacks the maturity or the children lack the maturity. How do you help someone who already thinks they don't need help? That's my question. How do you help this generation when they don't feel like they need help? They feel like something is wrong with you living under your roof for free. I find that to be crazy. But this is how they really think. You know, those are the kids I see on here talking about their parents ruin their lives. I agree. Exposure is a different perspective is the key. You know, I went and fought for custody of my child and I won. And I've been trying to do my best by showing them what a man is. My son literally went from 190 pounds of solid muscle. As you can see, I work out. I'm a, I'm a muscular guy. I work out. My son went from 190 pounds of solid muscle, right, looking good, to being a 250-pound guy who does nothing but lay down in, in, in but then I always say to myself, it's the girl he's chosen. She allows him to be like that. You know, and, and it's sad because as a father, I understand he has to go through certain things. But when you're trying to protect him, you can't, you, you can't do it because he's not interested in that. He sees it more as you being in his business. He sees it more as you don't know what you're talking about. He sees it as that, oh, oh um, I know what I'm doing. And, and it's sad because it's like you, you really don't know what you're doing. So what I realize in this generation, a lot of people want, a young generation rather, they want the responsibilities of being an adult. No, the perks of being an adult without the responsibilities of being an adult. Let me say this one more time. We are in a generation of young people who wants the, they want the, the perks of being an adult, but they don't want the responsibilities of being an adult like paying bills. They want to do the, 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 um, the intimacy thing, but they don't want the responsibilities. And I'm starting to see this on a regular uh, occurrence, and it's sad. And what's bothering me the most is, how do you help fix someone who don't want to be fixed? They don't see that they have issues. For, for a person to basically come from you creating them, and you're trying to protect them because you have so much more years of experience, and they don't see it that way. That's, that's crazy. But then people tell me all the time, you have to let them walk through the fire. And it hurts as a parent to watch your child walk through the fire. You know? It hurts. But it's like you have to allow it, though. And they will learn. And then ultimately, 
they will get it. And I'm going to be honest with you, one of the hardest things I'm doing at this moment, and this is me fitting to my audience and to my supporters, I'm, I'm hurting right now as a father. And I'm hurting because of the fact that I thought my job was to protect my child. But my child doesn't see it as he's being protected. You know, and when you try your best and your best isn't good enough to them, what do you do? You don't want to give up on your child. Yet and still, you may have to give up on your child in order for your child to understand. You know, it, you know so for me, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm like really in a, stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I'm going to tell you why I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because I don't want to overly intrude. I give him enough space where he can figure things out. But I know if you give a child too much space, they're going to wander. And when they wander, sometimes they make mistakes that they can't fix themselves from. You know, and I don't want to allow my child to go through that. You know, that's me being myself as a father. You know, when you talk to a lot of younger people, I've noticed that it is the prodigal son. Anyone knows that story? This is the story. And for me, as a father, you know, I always told myself my mission was always to be a better father than my father. Right? That was always my mission. But my issue that and my dilemma with raising my son is seeing that he don't appreciate you teaching him. Some people really have to touch the stove and see that it's really hot. They have to. There's nothing you can do to prevent it. And it bothers, like, people that aren't parents don't really understand how to, when you love something more than you love yourself and how you want to protect it so bad and that person don't want to be protected. They think they know it all. And you're trying your best to prevent them from walking into the fire, but they still need the fire. You know how bad that hurts a parent? Because you start feeling like you're losing. You start wondering, what did you do wrong? Like, where did I go wrong with this kid? Because in our minds as parents, we genuinely believe that we're doing the right thing. I'm protecting you from the real world of you getting hurt. I'm, 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 I'm sheltering you from the, the violence of the world. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to blindfold you from the things that can uh, basically uh, hurt your eyes. How? How do you do that for someone that doesn't see that? They see it more as you're invading my privacy. They see it as you don't got to tell me I know what I'm talking about. They see it as you tell them about their mate and they tell you that ain't my person. Humans are humans. And I'm going to tell you something. Humans are humans. Every human has some kind of trait that we could all look at each other having the same kind of traits, the same kind of ways. There are tons of people in the world that are selfish. There are tons of people in the world that are lazy. There are tons of people that are very um, promiscuous. There are tons of people who are very loyal. There are tons of people who are very uh, argumentative. There are very tons of people who are talkative. There are tons of people that are... Traits is traits. Humans are humans. Humans are humans. I don't think no one is super special where they defy every human trait or characteristical or being or ways. I, I don't, I've never met that person. But what's bothering me as a father, and I'm talking about this because it's, it's killing me inside, 
internally because, again, I grew up without my father. So my mission was to always be a better father than my father was. And when I took custody of my son, in my mind, I was like, yo, I'm going I'm to I'm give him every opportunity that I didn't have. But I didn't want to spoil him. And the reason why I didn't want to spoil him is because I owned a business in the area where the parents are doing okay. But I started seeing so many spoiled young people, very spoiled, very entitled, and to the point where when a parent didn't do something for them, they would definitely play the victim all the time. They never wanted to go past a certain level of threshold of pain. And as soon as they see that pain, they blame their parents. They never wanted to, to, to literally, I've met children or young adults complain about the parent telling them to take out the garbage. This is the world we live in. Well, you're wrong as a parent if you tell your child to take out the garbage. Taking out the garbage. And this is what I'm going through as a father. Me telling my child anything that's against what he wants to hear, it's wrong. That's crazy. But yet and still, I have to allow you to live in my house to be deemed a good father or a good parent. I find that to be disheartening. The world we live in right now is so hypersensitive to the point where you're not even allowed to tell your truth. You're not allowed to. And the moment you do, you're the enemy. You know, we live in a world today, right? We live in a world today where you're deemed a bad person because you tell the truth. It's to the point where if I lie, I'm considered the greatest person in the world. But the moment I tell the truth, I am the enemy. And this is the world we live in. And it's so much more respect goes on a person that lies to you than a person that tells you the truth. I thought love comes from the truth. I thought a person that's honest with you is because they care. That's what I was raised to believe. But yet and still, I have to negate my feelings to make my child feel comfortable with a lie. Because I, but I don't agree with them. To be a good father. I find that to be disheartening. So I'm living in a, a world where I'm considered a bad father because of the fact that I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to show you the things in, that I've had to learn late in life, like credit. I had to teach you how not to waste your money, like saving habits. I try to teach you how to be a better man than I could have ever been at an earlier age. But yet and still, I'm deemed wrong because of the fact that society says, if I scold my child, I'm a bad parent. So where I'm stuck between a rock in a hard place. Audience, I'm going through it. I'm going through it as a father. I don't know where, is, what is too much and what is too little. What is giving too much but not giving, making them feel entitled. What is making them work and earn things but yet and still you're doing okay in life but yet and still they're looking at what you have thinking that they're entitled to what you have because what you have they feel like they should have without no labor and no work. With no labor and no work, but yet and still I'm supposed to give it to them. If I give it to them, I'm a great father. This is the generation we live in. And then you have people in his uh, age group and even adults he will run to and they will co-sign his madness. They will co-sign his sickness. Look at logic. I said to him the other day, conversation, I said, Son, you got to understand, when you step out outside, you got to be careful. Why is that? I'm like, Nate, I have a persona. I have a, a lot of people that know me. 
I have a reputation that I need you to uphold also because you are a representation of me and I'm also a representation of you. Look what I said. You're a representation of me and I'm also a representation of you. So I got to represent myself right for you to feel comfortable with me being your father. And you got to represent yourself right with me being comfortable to call you my son. One, one thing a lot of people don't understand is this. I love him because he's my child. But it takes a different level of respect for me to respect him. There are tons of parents out here that don't respect their children because of the way their children act and how they behave. But yet and still, we have to love you because you're ours. We love you. It's genuine. But now it comes to respect. I've given my child plenty of things to look at as a man of integrity, principles, morals, consistency, worked hard. I never made excuses. I bust my behind. I lose sleep to make sure my children have a great roof over their head. Yet and still, I'm deemed not a good father because I don't give it to him easy. Plus, I just give it to him. And, and, and this is the problem that I'm noticing that is very common in 2022. It's very common. But I don't want to, 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 to teach my child how not to, to, to basically sacrifice for the great things. I, I, I don't want my child to not understand that you have to be willing to keep getting back up even if you fall. But if you don't teach that mentality, that man may get a degree or that girl may get a degree. But they'll never get the corner office. They'll never be the CEO. They'll never be the boss. They'll always be a worker because they don't have the urgency. They're not willing to do the extras. But yet and still, society said that's okay. And if you raise the average Joe, you're okay for not wanting your child to be an average Joe. When you have the tools, right, to teach them how not to be an average Joe. I find this to be disheartening. You know, and I have to talk about these realities because this is my world. This is my life. And I, and I, and I feel comfortable having this conversation because I'm not ashamed of my truth. You know, I'm not uncomfortable with venting to my audience and letting them know what I'm going through. You know, there's a video that went viral, right? It was Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin is a man of God. He fears God. Clearly, he has devoted his life to God, right? So let's give it up for Kurt Franklin. So, Kurt Franklin's son literally said some things to him that he didn't like and tried to disrespect his father. Kurt Franklin cursed out his son. When he cursed out his son, everybody's like, you're supposed to be a man of God. But one thing you have to understand, Kurt Franklin is every bit of human. Every bit of human. And in that moment, as a father, I felt him all the way. I felt him. Imagine, let's give a scenario. You go to work. You do 12 hours, right? And then you work all day. You kill yourself, right? After you work this hard, you come home. And when you come home, all you asked your child to do before you left was clean up after yourself, straighten up the house, take out the garbage. That's it. You come home, the child did absolutely nothing. But they're playing video games on a cable Oh, using the Wi-Fi that you pay for every month, using the TV that you, you pay for every month, playing the video games that you pay for, that you bought them, all of these things that you're enjoying, the fruits of my labor, but you don't see that you should be obligated to definitely help, uh, help around the house. I find that to be crazy. And this is the world we live in. Someone said, I'm 37 now and I understand my father now, what my father goes through. 
And Orlando, I appreciate you for saying that. You know, change the password, remove the game. I agree, but you know what's sad is you should be able to just have certain conversations without being so severe. Because I can sit down and give them everything logical and explain to them. I'm very disciplined. Like anyone that knows me, they'll say, yo, Q is a very hard working man. I don't make excuses. Y'all don't hear me come on this thing saying, hey, you know, my dad wasn't there, so I'm going to be a loser. I don't do those things. You know, my father never was in my life. And to this day, in my late 30s, my father and me still aren't really the best of what we should or could be, you know. But I don't use that as an excuse. I definitely told myself I'm going to work on my relationships with my children so therefore they don't have to go through what I've went through economically, emotionally, and mentally, you know. And I've broken the generational curse. Because my grandfather left my father. My father left me. And now you fast forward, I decided to break the generational curse. I broke it. But it seems like he can't appreciate what I'm done for him. When my son lived with his mother, he had to work. I mean, he had to babysit his siblings a lot. His mother has a few children. She had to, he had to babysit a lot. But when he came to live with me, I gave him the freedom with discipline within reason. Then when he turned about 19 years old, I said, let me lighten up on him because now he's in his first year of college. So I lightened up on him and I said, you know, I started seeing lazy ways. But then I was like, you know what? This is the freshman year. Let me loosen up a little bit because I feel like if I'm too hard on him, it's going to run him away. But if I'm too light on him, he's going to get so un, un um, he's going to become like, like, like just lackadaisical. So finally, he ended up getting into a relationship. Once he got into the relationship, I started seeing major changes. And I'm talking about, I'll give you a few. I bought my children stocks, right? I'm an investing type of guy. I bought my son stocks. So one day, you know, I said to him, not only that, I give him money. So I said to him, I said, well, I let him earn his money. But I give him a couple of dollars when I feel like he need it. So, and I pay his phone bill. Because all I told him, I just want you to worry about your grades. Long as your grades is good, I will always help you. That's how I look at life. So I said to him, I said, look, um, whatever you save, I'll match you dollar for dollar. He said, what do you mean? I said, whatever you save for a vehicle, I'll match you dollar for dollar. So if you save $5,000, I'll give you $5,000. If you save ten, dollars I'll give you ten. Whatever you Whatever you can come up with and save, I'll give you. So he said, all right, no problem. So long story short, after, after we had the conversation, he said to me, Dad, no problem. At $3,500, I saved $3,500. I said, Nate, keep going. I'll give you more. He was like, oh, yeah? I said, yeah, I'll give you more. If you, whatever you save, I'll give you. So he goes, okay, no problem. All of a sudden, he gets into a relationship, right? After he gets into the relationship, I've noticed the car uh, uh, urgency stopped, right? I noticed that he wasn't caring about a car anymore. So I'm saying like, yo, why this kid ain't asking me for a car? I would think he wants that four grand. So now he'll be like, yo, dad, I'm ready to buy the car. Never happened. So I said, okay, don't say anything, Q. Just wait till he say something to you. I stayed quiet. One day I said, let me ask you something. What's going on with the car situation? He goes, um, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a little while before I ask for, you know, to get a car. So something said, you know what? Ask that boy to see his bank account. 
Mine at this time, he was dating a girl for about two months. So I said, yo, let me see your bank account. He goes, dad, I'm, 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 I'm big now. You know, you don't have to see my bank account. I said, boy, if you don't show me your bank account, we're going to have problems. All of a sudden, he, he opens his bank account. He tried to, like, move the phone every time he showed it through his face, his face scanner. And I kept watching him. And I'm like, I said, man, hold that phone next to your face and open the phone. He opens the phone. I look at the bank account. The bank account had a few thousand dollars previously, right? Now the bank account has zero dollars in savings, zero dollars in check-ins. And I said to him, I said, yo, how you go from having almost four grand to having $3,500? Like, what are you doing? So he goes, no, you know, I had some bills. I'm like, Nate, you don't have any bills, bro. Son, you have no bills. So what are you talking about? What bills did you have? He's just like, you know, he kept trying to make up, you know, uh, uh, excuses. So I said, I right, no problem. I said, I'm not going to argue with you. My other daughter, birthday came. I bought her a bunch of stocks, right? So I said, you know what? Let me buy my other ch children's stocks too. So I bought everybody's stocks, right? I asked him uh, like two weeks later. I said, did the, the stock thing go through the for the uh, stocks I purchased you? He goes, yeah. I said, you sure? He goes, yeah. I said, let me see, the, let me see your stock account. I want to see where you at. Because I've been buying him stocks for the last couple of years. So, you know, I'm always, anytime I get an extra money, I'm putting money in my stock, my kid's stocks account, stock accounts. So I said, let me see your stocks. He shows me the stock account. You know, this guy sold every one of his stocks and has $0 in his stock account. $0. Now, when I confront him about this, I said, because not only did you spend your money, which you had a right to, that's your money, but you spent my money. The money I work hard to save for you so you can have some kind of future. But yet and still, you didn't care. And then the moment you bring it to this generation's attention on their wrongs, you still want to find a reason for you to be wrong. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I find this to be crazy. He said, what? I said, you wasted every single dollar and you don't see nothing wrong with that. Meanwhile, you, you, he doesn't dress any better than he used to. It's nothing, it's not on clothes. It's not on jewelry. It's not on trips. It's none of that. He has nothing to show for it. No car, no nothing. So there's only one problem that we can come to. Anybody that can use common sense can see that. It's, it's the girl. It's the girl. So I said, you know, you want me to be as comfortable with this new girl. But yet and still, she's not allowing you or helping you make better decisions. And I'm going to tell you what's really bad about it. She's three years older than him, right? Not only does she manipulate him, she controls him. Not only does she control him, she guilts him into feeling like he, should, he shouldn't hang out with his friends and everything is about her. And he tries his best because he's young-minded, and I see it. But now me watching it as a father, if I say something to him, I'm a bad guy. And this is the issue that I'm having. This is my dilemma. So it's like, how do you say it for him to, to reach him without him taking it personal? Because, quote, unquote, his feelings is involved. Not only is his feelings involved, his penis is involved. So chances are that's what he's thinking with. And he's got to call it what it is. So it's like, how 
can you help someone like that who don't see anything wrong with their situation? I see it. And I'm going to tell you why I see it. And this is me being honest. The girl father pays all her bills, right? Let's just say the father passed away or they get older together. Now they're 28 and 30s. Now it comes a time where they got to go pay for themselves. Mind the father pays for everything for this girl, right? When I look at him, I say, how are you going to do well when the girl is, A, taking all your money, one, two, she's not stressing you for what you really don't have at this point because a father compliments what you don't have. So when you don't have anything, all she have to do is uh, face a, a, a cash app requested from a father and he takes care of her. So I said, not only are you comfortable with her being like that and you being like that, she's also literally, literally, literally letting you drive her car and you see that to be okay. There's nothing wrong with that to your mind. And you think you're the man like that. You know, I, I'm watching the roles change, man. And I'm sitting here as a father disgusted. I'm watching the roles. I'm not saying that if you're not together, your woman shouldn't allow you to hold up. That's different. It seems like there's no urgency for you to get your stuff together. But you're leeching and mooching off of her. You know, and that's my child right now. And I'm seeing it. And as a father, me saying it to him is like, you're the worst person in the world. Dad, you shouldn't say these things. And this is what I'm going through. This is my dilemma. So it's like, how do you help, again, someone who doesn't want to be helped? So I'm asking again, is parenting in 2022 harder now? Or was it harder back in the days? For me, from what I see in this generation, it's extremely hard. I've noticed that a lot of people want to play adult without the adult responsibilities. They want to play happy home. They want to play happy home under somebody else's roof. And then when a person, I say this again, a lot of this generation want to play happy home under somebody's roof. And then when they give you rules of what they will expect under their roof, you get upset and you don't want to follow their rules. Anytime you, there can only be one king and one queen of a castle. And you have to literally name be on a deed, your name be on a lease. If that's not the case, you are not the king or the queen of that castle. You should be comfortable knowing I'm here to save my money, to ultimately go get my own king, become my own, get my own castle for myself and my woman. But these men nowadays, they, they're comfortable in this situation. And then they don't see it to be wrong. I can see right now the way my son is thinking. If I allowed him and his girl to move up in my house and lay up in the house all day, he'll be happy with that. He'll be comfortable with that. But if I say something against what I believe is not a man, I'm not a father. Hmm. That's kind of weird, man. You know, and, and, and this is my, my dilemma right now. I want to help my child, but I don't want him to become so deflective to the point where we lose our relationship. Because I'm noticing that's exactly what's going on. My relationship with my son, as I started telling him the truth, has went downhill. But I'm willing to allow my truth to keep being truth until he understands it. One day he'll look, me, look at me and say, Dad, I understood what you were saying. But right now he's not. And I'm comfortable with it. You know, me 
I'm thinking at this point we should be able to go enjoy football games together. We should be able to enjoy. I was taking him on vacation, right, for this summer. First thing he said to me was, it was supposed to be a father-son vacation. He goes, and this is how bad it is. This is how controlling the girl is. Oh, why do you want to go on vacation without me? And I'm looking at him like, she said that to you. He go, yeah. So could she come? I'm like, yo, bro, it's supposed to be a father and son thing, man. We, you finish your first year of school, I want to go away with just me and you. He's like, yo, she, she wants to come. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, yo, this girl really controls this poor kid. She controls him. No, he doesn't ask for, and, and, and then he doesn't ask, he don't ask for no advice. Anytime you tell him advice, he will say, you don't know what you're talking about. My girlfriend is not like that. And then when you look at him and say, I've been a father since I was 17. You come from my testicles. I don't come from yours. I made you. You didn't make me. I have way more experience than you than you have. I haven't been through half of what I've been through. But if you tell a person that, you're the worst. You know, and it's sad. I'm going to tell you something. What I tell them all the time is hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. So when I break this down to him, it goes over his head. And I started realizing that my son only wants the easy way. And I'm fighting with him to not realize or to realize to open his eyes and see you're going the wrong way. You know, you're going the wrong way. You're making poor choices. And all I can do at this moment again is pray for him. And hopefully he figures it out. He figures it out. Because again, to love sometimes, you have to be able to do tough love too. Love doesn't always feel good. Love is not always giving you what you want to hear. Love is not always patting you on your back when you're wrong. Love is allowing you sometimes to sit there and soak in your pity. I will say this again. Love is not always telling you what you want to hear, right? Love is not always, and it doesn't always feel good, right? Love is not always uh, um, supportive at every moment when they know you're making poor choices. So sometimes tough love can outvalue or overvalue uh, um, uh, regular love. Some people need tough love. Tough love has made some great people become great because of the fact that they understood and learned the difference after they matured. See, it's the maturation process that that he's going through. He has to go through the maturation process. You know the young people when they think they're going to die together and spend the rest of their lives together. They watch too much um, uh, Titanic. You know, he's going to drown in the water and freeze to death. That's what he thinks right now. And I, and I pray that he figures that that's just a movie. You know, when you have a young person who has a mentality or a mindset that believes that everything is always going to be beautiful and beautiful moments and we're going to have so much love and affection and then one day they go through the realities of life and realize, uh-uh. That's not the truth. So in order to help fix someone, he has to understand he needs to be fixed. But again, as a father, I have to accept the fact that he's not ready. Let me go on to the live and talk and answer some of these questions. My daughter just went through the situation. I took my hands off for her. She had to see it for herself. And I'm going to be honest with you, 100% right. It's a battle for our children, bro. I agree so much, man. And, and that's what I'm trying to go through now, or rather what I'm going through right now. It's a war. And 
I'm not sitting here saying I've given up, but I gave him rope so he can go figure it out. And I'm going to let him figure it out because at the end of the day, tough love is the real love. But again, society tells you, you got, everybody gets, you have eight uh, uh, children competing for, for uh, uh, a race, right? This is, the, this is the new norm of today's society. You have eight children competing in a race, right? At the end, there's only three ribbons that's supposed to be given. It's bronze, silver, and gold. That's first place, second place, and last place, well, third place, right? After that, you just lost. Society today gives participation awards for someone who did absolutely nothing. If a child or a human don't know what losing feel like, how could they ever enjoy the victory? When they've always praised for losing, how could they ever appreciate the victory? When every time they're taught that no matter what, you won when you lost. Losing is everything. Losing is everything. You have to understand is losing is a part of life. But not getting comfortable with losing. Not, losing is not a part of anything. You can lose. But the, the hard part is just don't get comfortable with losing. Meaning, work your behind off and get out of the losing mentality. Understand that I don't want my children to have participation awards. Why? I want them to work hard so that they'll try to win. But if you keep rewarding your child, even when they're doing wrong, you're teaching them a false reality. And the hardest part about parenting your children is when they leave your house, they go around other people who cater to their every foolish belief. And now I'm fighting against society and how to parent my child. I'm raising a king. I'm not raising a peasant. I'm raising a father. I'm raising a husband. I'm raising someone that's going to carry a household. So if I'm wrong for teaching this boy how to become a man, then I guess I'm a bad father. But if, if, if anyone understands the, the process of becoming a man, it's not pretending to be a man, it's actually being a man. And if you don't understand that, then clearly you don't understand what a man looks like. And a lot of people don't understand what a man looks like. I'm not the, the captain of the yacht when everything is going good. I'm willing to go down with my boat because, let me say this one more time. I am not the captain of the boat when things are going well. I'm the captain of the boat when things are going bad, good, or indifferent. And if the ship is sinking, I'm willing to sink with my ship. That's the kind of man I am. And I'm comfortable enough to have that. Because I understand that I'm willing to lead by example. I don't tell my children how to be great. I show them how to be great. I work my behind off until my feet hurt. Because I want my children to understand that you are the decisions you make. And you cannot make excuses. The more excuses you make, the more you start believing your own foolishness. And that's what's going on in this world. People believe their own madness. And then when they walk into society, society tells them that they're right. Your parents are wrong. Your parents raised this bum. Your parents work their behind off every day for you. How are your parents raised a bum? You chose to be the bum. You chose it. You did not see that. Your mother sacrificed for you. Your mother worked to her feet, bled, and you have the nerve to blame a parent. And that's what we're doing. We're blaming parents for everything. Some of these kids are ungrateful. They don't care. They don't respect their own parents. They do not work hard. They don't, they, they feel like I can go on TikTok and go viral and be a sensation. 
This is the world we're we dealing with right now. I'm going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to be some phenomenal person. They barely can talk, but they're going to be an influencer. This is the world we're in. Right? We got to fight against. We're losing our children. And we're losing our children to media. We're losing our children to perception. We're losing our children to false illusions. We're losing our children to false prophets and false gods and false people telling them what, what success looks like and how easy it is to become successful. And this is what's going on in this world. But if I don't speak on it, I'm a good man. I got to bite my tongue for something I don't agree with. I don't agree with how we're parenting these children these days. A child stays in a child's place. And until you're grown, you get up on your own and get your own place. Then you can call yourself grown. You are not a grown up because you could have sex. That ain't grown. Let me say this one more time. You're not grown because you could have sex. You're grown with the responsibilities before sex, paying bills, taking care of a family, putting yourself in a position on your own and not depending on someone else to provide for you. That's grown. But just because you can get intimate, that don't make you grown. But a lot of people are under the false pretense that as long as I can go get intimate with my girl, I am a grown man. As long as I can go get intimate with my boyfriend, I am a grown woman. Girl, you barely know how to clean yourself properly. Boy, you barely know how to clean yourself properly. Your parents still got to tell you to go wash your clothes. They still got to tell you how to wash your booty properly, girl. And you're a grown-up? You sound crazy, man. We live in a world right now where as long as you tell people what they want to hear, you're the best. But I refuse to buy into those standards. I'm not going to tell somebody that I love a lie and consider that to be the truth. Let me say that one more time. I am not going to tell somebody I love a lie and consider it, consider it to be the truth because of the fact I'm trying to protect their feelings. I would rather you hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm pretending to be. So I'm going to always consistently be that good father and that strong father and that aggressive father that I am because I'm old school. And I've watched the old school raise some great parents. The parents in this generation need some of those old school parents. They need to learn how to be parents. They need to learn consistency. They need to learn that when a, when a child says something, if a mother says something to her son, fathers, back it up. I don't care if you don't agree with them. Say it separately. Like, hey, let me talk to you. Y'all talk as parents. Do not say that in front of your child. Because all you're going to do is build a wise child who's going to manipulate and take advantage of you. Look at this. He goes to the conversation. Dad, can I go to the zoo? No. Now he goes to the mother. Mom, can I go to the zoo? You know what? Yeah, you can go. This kid has learned something called manipulation. He's playing the two parents, or she's playing the two parents against each other. And if you're not in sync and in tune, you're going to ultimately figure out that this child is taking advantage of you too. You have to be conscious to the decisions that you choose to make with your children. And a lot of times, these kids are very smart. They're very, very conniving, and they're good liars. They lie a lot. So be conscious of it. So again, I'm going to ask a few questions on here before we get out of here. You know, but I'm loving the episode. My daughter had the best, had the bad with me and her dad. And once I caught on, after talking to her dad, no more. 
She's basically saying her daughter used to play her. Our time and their time is different, my brother. I agree. But there still don't have to be changes in parenting. I'm sorry. This is why we're producing so many losers. Because the parenting change. And I'm going to be honest with us. We make it a little bit too easy for them. We make it a little bit too easy. We let the iPads, we let the televisions, we let the YouTubes raise our children. We're not parenting our children anymore. You know, and I'm just going to call it what it is. You know, we, a lot of us are guilty of it. We have to just be acceptable of it. And then we, we, we blame it on the school system, but we don't even work on our, our children at homes ourselves. You know, I have a good friend of mine. We talk about that all the time. She even says it. She's an educator. She says they, that it, it can't just be on the school system. And I'm going to just be honest. It can't. Everything does start at home. I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. You got to realize, man, some of these kids, something is wrong with them. And I think it's something called media. I think it's something called Instagram. I think it's something called TikTok. I'm going to call it what it is. I think it's definitely a lot of these social media platforms. They give them a false illusion of what success look like. You know, and, and, and they think that they can get rich overnight. And once you talk against it, you're wrong. Yesterday, I had a young guy in my store. And we were talking, right? And, and it bothered me because when he was in high school, Right, he, he, he played high school basketball. He averaged about two points a game. Now he's at a community college, right? He didn't make the team. A year later, this guy believes that he's going to play Division I basketball. You know, and when he said it, I was like, yo, should I say something or should I not say something? I said, so let me ask you something. He said, what's up? I said, you bro, you played on your high school basketball team. You were a bench player. You never got any run. He goes, no. I said, then you tried out for your junior college team and you didn't make the team. He goes, yes, I didn't make the team. I said, so now you believe you're going to get picked up by a Division I school to play basketball? He goes, yes. I said, I don't, I don't want to insult you, but where does that even make sense? He goes, what do you mean? I said, yo, think about what you're saying. You didn't make your high school. You, you made your high school basketball team. But you were a bench player. You never got any run. Then you, 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 you went on to college, to a junior college. You tried out for the team. You didn't make the team, right? But then you believe you're going to be a Division I basketball player. I said, I don't want to insult you, but that don't make no sense. What do you mean? It don't? I said, does it make any sense? He said, what do you mean? Ah, Y'all always hating on me. Hating? When did this word become so prominent? Why do people believe that if you tell them the truth, you hate them? What is it hate on? What is it hate on? Your junior college don't think you're good enough. Your high school team didn't think you were good enough. And now you expect the highest collegiate level to believe that you're good enough. But a junior college doesn't believe it. I find out to be crazy. And that's the world we live in today. And we have to realize that we have to change this. We got to work on our children with their emotions and their feelings and how they be able to receive truth. Parents, you got to stop getting mad when somebody corrects your child. Fathers, you got to get, stop getting mad when somebody re check your son. I remember growing up, I was so scared that any stranger would tell my mother something I did because my mother always took the adult side. I'm not saying there aren't some crazy adults, but chances are your child is wrong. And we have to be honest with ourselves. 
Most of the time when an adult tells a, a parent about their child, chances are your child is doing something wrong. In most cases, if a teacher is constantly calling you about your son or your daughter, the teacher is usually right. In most cases. I'm not going to say some teacher's not crazy, but most cases I disagree. So let's get into this, guys. My son told me sometimes he just need a friend, not someone to tell me, tell him what to do. You got to be grown enough to tell me that. He's not old enough to say that. Because right now I can't be my son's friend because I pay all the bills. How could I be someone's friend that I pay all the bills for? That's a horrible friendship. I believe the teachers because I know my children. Agreed. See, mom, you're the, you're the mother that I respect. You honestly with yourself about your child. She said, I believe the teachers because I know who my son is. And I respect that. We're going to keep fighting, guys. We're going to keep pushing our children to be great. And again, only thing about this thing called war, and this is the war that's going on with the world right now, there will be casualties. I pray that my son is mature enough to see it my way and understand that I only want the best for you. But if he takes it the wrong way, there's nothing I can do. And I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, guys. I'm going to definitely tell you I told you my piece. I can close the chapter and pray that he figures it, figures it out. But in the meantime, when he needs somebody to catch him, I'll be there to catch him. But other than that, I have to let him fall. And that's the hardest thing about being a parent is when you have to accept certain things. There's another video that T.I., was talking about his son, King. King, he's keep getting arrested, right? T.I.'s son. And T.I. had a, a talk. He's speaking. If you can find that video for me, you can find it for me. It's a video of T.I. talking about um, his son and basically saying he has to accept his son. That's what it is. He said, but if my son keeps going the way he's going, he's going to prison. He said, there's nothing I can do to change him for making the decisions that he's making. I can't be with this kid every second. I can't do everything with this child. You know, but one thing I will say is, you know, I'm gonna let y'all hear this. My son, his mama, and his grandmamas, he's going to prison. Said he going to prison. He said, if you keep it up, you're going to prison. Ain't no way around it. There's no way around it. I'm gonna be able to do it better. Can't nobody stop it but him. He said, yeah, nobody man. can stop it but I've him. I've already had a conversation. I've already made it. He already had the conversation. He said he made his peace with it. But he knows the energy. I know the energy. And you see it repeating can. again. Can I take a selfie with you? No, go ahead. You know, but again, what T.I. is basically saying is, I know the consequences of the decisions that my son is making. Right? And I'm willing to say it is what it is. Because there's nothing I can do to force change on someone who don't want change. You know, my son's suspended from school already. You see, this is the world we live in right now. These kids, man, I don't understand them. And the sad part is a lot of the times, a lot of parents get a lot of slack. And I'm going to say it. There's a lot of parents who work very hard and their kids can't see it. But yet and still, we always got to be the four guys. Listen, the art of reprogramming a mindset is officially out on Barnes & Noble's Amazon, this is my book. My book is officially out. The Art of Reprogramming a Mindset is officially out. For those who want to tap in, DM me on Instagram. Go follow me on Instagram right now at QDABOSS516. QDABOSS516, right? 
For those who want to keep up with the podcast, the podcast is always recorded. We on Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast on Instagram and on Spotify. You can click the link in the bio. You can go right to the podcast and check out the podcast. Save yourself on there. Tap in. The podcast is in the link in my bio. The, the, the book is in the link in my bio. And lastly, I'm taking phone calls. For anybody that want to do a phone call with me via Zoom or via phone call, click the link in my bio and you can literally tap into the, we can have a conversation one-on-one, me and you, and we can talk about some things. Tap in, show the love. For those who don't know what we do all the time, we're going to say this as we always say it. Don't let that go over your head. <laughs>